Welcome to It's All Anonymous. I'm your host, Oscar Ruto. This is a podcast dedicated to the lessons I have learned in Alcoholics Anonymous. My intention is to find a way, with your help, dear listeners, to use the 12 steps, not just in recovery, but in all aspects of life. Join me on this journey of spiritual progress. Here we go. Hello, hello, hello. Another day another podcast this will be the friday episode of it's all anonymous with me your host oscar ruto uh, first of all i'm going to have to ask you to excuse any audio <laughs> discrepancies with this episode because like i said i did promise you guys an episode every Monday and friday no matter what and this is one of those weeks where i just didn't have enough time to record at home so i'm actually recording on the way home from work as I'm walking across Osaka City. It's now 8.30 p.m. Um, look, I'm trying to find some quiet, less taken paths to use so I can record this episode. Uh, either way, if there's any problems with the sound, I will fix it during the editing process. And in the case of heavy winds, heavy winds, uh, we're just going to call that Beelzebub. That's what my brother and I call heavy winds that we hear in the background as we're talking on the phone. The demon Beelzebub. <laughs> so if you hear Beelzebub on the line, please excuse him <laughs> or it, whatever you may want to say. So as usual, I want to say thank you to all the people who've been listening to the podcast since the beginning. The numbers are good. The numbers are happy. But more importantly, I am happy with my own consistency that I'm keeping this going no matter what. This episode is a clear example of that. Uh, I am also very happy with all the new listeners that come on board. And those listeners mostly come on board because the current listeners, the regular listeners, keep sharing the podcast to people. And I want to say thank you to all of you guys who are sharing the episodes, the podcast to your friends, your relatives. Thank you so much. Uh, that was a woman talking on the phone while she's cycling, screaming to someone there and probably. Anyway, so thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm very happy. And for those new listeners, if you want to get a feel for the podcast, an understanding of what the podcast is, please go back to episode one. Episode one alone is good enough to get a lay of the land. Yes, you heard me say that correctly, apparently. A lay of the land. So thank you so much for all you guys listening. And I will proceed into the episode. So this being step four of the Alcoholics Anonymous 12-step program we're talking about made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Now, last week, I, I didn't... I was just introducing the step. I didn't really... I feel like it wasn't a very honest introduction, especially to this step, because, like I did say, this was the first step that I took that was very challenging for me. It was challenging because I had to go back through my life and look at all the things that I thought I had done wrong, right? It's all about, okay, where can I go back at my life with a fine tooth comb and honestly say that, okay, this is where I wronged someone and take responsibility for that. Just admit that I was wrong. The reason that I feel the last episode wasn't very honest is because this is a chance for me to go back at my life again with with that comb and just sift through everything that I feel that I haven't done wrong in my life. And I feel like I can do that on a daily basis, right? What have I done wrong today? 
So I'm going to attempt to do that with this episode. Make a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself today. So I'm going to start off very simply. Uh, I am... Huh. I tend to give in to lust. This is not to imply that I cheat. This is just implying that I give in to desire. I was on the train a few minutes ago and across from me was this beautiful woman and she dressed in a beautiful way. And I was trying to read a book. I was actually, I had a book in my hand. And as I was trying to read the book, I couldn't help but look up at, her, at the woman before me. And I kept doing this over and over again until I realized I'm not actually reading the book. Fortunately, this experience encouraged me to write a poem about said experience. How I, I as Oscar, tend to do this quite often, whereby I tend to ignore whatever it is I should be doing to admire the beauty in a woman, in a woman around me, close to me. I feel that is weakness. As far as I am concerned, that is weakness. And because this habit stops me from doing the things that I know to be good for me. How many times have I been at the gym and not given my all at a workout because there was a beautiful woman squatting nearby? You know? <laughs> I do that quite often. I do that quite a lot. It's, it's really silly, but I do that so, so much. And it seems like a joke and you might even like feel like, oh, this isn't really searching and fearless. You're not really taking a, a fearless talk of yourself, Oscar. But yes, I am. Yes, I am. Let me tell you why. I am taking a searching, a fearless moral inventory of myself because I know that this behavior inhibits me from becoming everything that I know I can be. It does inhibit me from becoming everything I know I can be. And I'm just starting with this one thing because this is something that happened right now, a few minutes ago. So, this is basically simping. I'm just going to call it simping. I sacrifice my attention for women. I sacrifice my attention for women. And what do I get in return? Absolutely nothing. It's not like I talk to them. No, I don't. It's not like we become friends. It's not like anything more happens other than me just looking at them. It's not like I gain a friendship. Heck, it's not even like I make, you know, a fuck buddy. No, nothing, nothing. I just look. I just look. And in order to look, I have to stop doing whatever it is that I was doing. I have sacrificed the important noun for a fantasy. I have given something important, my time for a fantasy. A fantasy that will amount to nothing. And it always amounts to nothing. A searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. I have done this most of my life. And why do I do this? I was watching uh, some Kenyan YouTube channel. I'm going to throw in a plug. It's called The Pluto Show. And what they do on The Pluto Show is a guy walks up to a couple and says that he's going to sanitize their phones. And what does sanitizing phones mean? It means that he's going to take the man's phone and the woman's phone 
and give the man's phone to the woman and give the woman's phone to the man and say that we are going to read all your texts. Let's see who you've been texting lately. And terrible things happen on that show. Despicable things happen on that show because you know what happened? Of course, as with, with all shows, they only give you the juicy stuff. What you see is couples fighting and breaking up on that show because apparently one or both has been unfaithful. And what I saw recently was that a man discovered that his wife, I believe, was seeing another man. Now, there, is no, there was no evidence as to whether they were actually intimate, but there is evidence that they were in contact, constant contact. And the man broke down. Like, he did, he did cry, but he got very... It was obvious that he was very emotional and hurt. And in his pain, he said, I'm tired of this marriage. Now, take in mind that they had, according to what they were saying, they had been, only been married for three years. So, three years of marriage, and this string of messages is enough to make this man say, you know what, I'm tired of this marriage, I'm tired of her. We don't know whether they had any prior problems. Maybe they did. I guess I've been married for a while. I know all marriages have problems, several problems. No marriage is perfect. I mean, it's perfect in its own way, I guess. It's perfect in its imperfection. Can I dare say that? So either way, so the man broke down saying that, you know, I'm tired of this marriage. And as he said this, I could imagine, I could imagine his hurt. Why was he saying this? Why would he say such a thing? He was not saying this because he was... He was I, I don't think he was saying this because he was truly tired of the marriage. I think he said this because in that moment, moment he felt that the person that he thought he had given his love to, his entire heart to, was not willing to do the same for him. That... And what did I assume from this? I went on to assume that as men, from childhood, we don't get enough attention from people. The attention we get is only a consequence of the things we do. No young boys are loved just for being. Well, maybe your mother doesn't love you for being. But in general, the world doesn't love or give attention to young boys just for existing. I feel that, I assume that happens with girls. So boys go out into the world, go out conquering the world in the hopes that by conquering something, they will gain love or at the very, very least attention, acceptance. And when you give, as a man, when I give my heart to a woman and I feel that she's not giving me back something back in return, that breaks men down, that destroys men. Men kill themselves over women. Because if, you, if you're a man and you fall in love, that is the first time that you feel that. If you're a man and you fall in love, and the person you love claims to love you, it is the first time you feel truly accepted. Right? Someone accepts me for me. Someone accepts me for my being. Not because of what I've done. I am loved just because I am. And if that is taken from under your feet, 
I know that I will be willing to destroy worlds. So what does this have to do with me simping? I am looking at these women not just out of lust but in the hopes that they would look back at me. Give me some of that attention that I feared that I lacked in my life. And it's not even that I lacked attention but rather that I felt that I lacked attention. Right? All men at some point in their lives feel that they have not been given what they should be given. And so men tell each other man up. Men tell each other no one owes you anything. I don't think women are told these same things. I don't think women tell each other these same things. I think women encourage each other that they tell each other you're beautiful, you're wonderful. You know you're fine as you are. Men tell each other to man up, do something about it. So I simp, I simp because I have been trying so hard all my life to do something about my being. The fact that I exist, that I exist and my existence existence isn't justified unless I do something about it. And maybe I've gone <laughs> I've taken a very roundabout way to simply say that I have been a simp. I have been a simp because I have not been able as a man to accomplish something worthy of the world's attention. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the only problem with Oscar. Making a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. Yeah. Can I end it at that? Is that honest enough for you listeners? More importantly, do I feel that that is honest enough for me? It is. I feel like today that was the most honest thing I've said about myself today. Well, I haven't talked to many people today either way, but I'm talking to you now. I'm talking to you now. And it is frightening. It is frightening. But I have to be fearless, don't I? So, because this episode has been recorded as I'm walking, you can assume correctly that I do not have a copy of my book with me. But I have my phone with me and I have Instagram and I have poems on Instagram. So I'm going to read you a poem that I posted a few days ago, three days ago, called, titled rather, Club 27. The poem goes like this. Hear Hendrik's play. He died at 27, they say. 27 and I'm not dead. Don't have genius plastered on my head. 28 comes my way. What have I got? Worthy of sacrifice to God before that day. The good die young. And heaven knows that I've got decades to go. Decades of staring into the ether. Eons of wondering. What would I have been if I was worthy of death at 27? I think that poem actually works pretty well with this episode. I wasn't expecting that, but it was a beautiful. Huh. Things always work out in the end, I guess. Well, if you're looking to find me, contact me, email me, give me comments, feedback, whatever you have, you can reach me on Instagram. That is at Oscar Ruto, O-S-C-A-R.
O S C A R R U T O O S C A R R U T O at Oscar Ruto. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you appreciate that I'm willing to do this even as I'm walking. And I will see you here or you will find me here again on Monday on It's All Anonymous with me Oscar Ruto. Thank you very much.